New repackaging guide with Topher Phil Green Youth Front. It's kind of a phenomenon that's going on right now in America where there's these food packaging nonprofits that are packaging dry product, stuff that has a kill step. It's like rice, beans, soy, uh, dehydrated vegetables, maybe some vitamin powder, sometimes it's some pasta mix. And volunteers come together. Sometimes it's as few as 10 to 12 volunteers, sometimes it's several thousand volunteers that come together. And they have these lines where they package this food and they almost all of them go through a funnel into a bag and it's pre-measured and then it's weighed and then it's sealed. And for it's been that phenomenon's been happening in America now for several years, probably 10 to 15 years. Most of those products have gone overseas. They've been put into containers, they've been shipped overseas. And there's not a whole lot of regulations for how those are distributed. However, in recent years, here in the past four or five years, there's been a push to distribute those meals locally through local food pantries and food banks because it's a shelf-stable, protein-rich product. It tastes good. There's been some efforts to make it taste better. And so in the education of people who are doing it and helping them understand that if you really want to help the world food insecurity problem, help your neighbor next door. And so this push to put them into local food pantries has happened. But what that has created is a realization that there's all this volunteer packing and repacking of dry product and there's no really system to it. There's no regulation. So when an inspector or a local, uh, local inspector finds out about it, there's, there's nothing to go by. They don't know what to do. They don't know if they should shut it down. They don't know if they should inspect it. The local guy's doing it. Hey, we're just doing it for charity. We're just getting into food insecure people. So they don't have a lot of push to do it. So the way it all started was Feeding America and their network basically said, you know what, there's not a system for this. And really our food banks need to have a system to accept food into the food bank distribution system that they know has been packaged properly and it has some safety guidelines. So that's how it all started. It started as a partnership with Feeding America to create a document that would govern and say, here's the proper way to do it. It's not only for the food packagers so that we're all doing it the same way, but also for the inspectors, the local regulators, whoever it is that might need to access a document. So that's how it all started. What was the need? Tapping into the charity of individuals to package food that is, like I said, protein-rich, shelf-stable, it's easy, it's fun, it's cheap, it's easy to raise money for it. You see the tangible good happening right there. It's a great thing, and we want people to do it. But oftentimes, as we've seen all across the food industry, and especially in the, you know, the salvage or the repurposing food off the retail shelves, just because you want to do good doesn't mean it's right. And just because it's going to someone who may be food insecure doesn't mean we have the right to give them unsafe food. And so, yes, there is a lot of, I've seen in you know, my tenure, a lot of instances where safe food practices were kind of pushed aside for sake of the greater good, which is to get food out there. And so hopefully this will alleviate that problem. How can people get the document? So the guidance document is very specific and it, it, it applies to a very specific um, narrow group of people. It's in the nonprofit environment. It's for dry product that always has a kill step. So this doesn't apply to any kind of fresh produce, any kind of meat, dairy, um, anything like that. Harvesters, I mean, uh, the, the Feeding America Food Network has a whole system for how they accept other product off of retail store shelves and how they determine if it can be repackaged or resent out into food pantries. This is for a very specific, narrow focus. Um, currently, this document is available at the AFTO on their app. 
for free to anybody. You can go to their website, which I believe is afdo.org, and you should be able to go to their documents. You don't have to be a member to get it. You can download it. I think for $5, you can get a print copy of it, but it's all in there, including you know who it applies to, who it doesn't apply to. Kind of There's pictures in there of the right way to do it, the wrong way to do it. Um, there's even sample documents. There's a lot of documentation that needs to go along with this, a basic health screening. Um, tracking where the package is, you know, one step up, one step down. Where does your food come from, your bulk, and where is it going to, and, and if there was ever need to be a food recall. Now, all those sample documents are in there that you can create your own off of that, but it's a good guideline for how it's supposed to be done. How was this need for a guide discovered? Well, it, it all started, I'm from Kansas City, and our food bank in Kansas City is Harvester, one of the bigger food banks in the Feeding America system. And we were organizing a really large packing event with uh, about 100 churches and organizations in Kansas City. So we were going to package, you know, several hundred thousand meals and wanted to distribute them through harvesters. And that was the first time that we we're like, oh boy, we may have a problem here. We better put this big event on hold because if harvesters can't distribute them, then we don't really have a place for them to go except overseas, which is still a good thing, by the way. It's not bad to send them overseas, but we would like to get them to our local food pantries. So that's how it all started. So I called up uh, Feeding America and kind of found out that they don't really have a good handle on it, just like we don't have a good handle on it. I did a research project where I called about 40 food banks and said, you know, what's your plan for this? And they didn't really have a good handle on it. I contacted the largest food packagers in this space, this nonprofit space that are doing it. They didn't have a good system for it. And so basically what we did is Feeding America, uh, Mitzi Baum, who used to be at Feeding America, convened a group of about eight of the largest packagers, several food banks, myself, um, members of Feeding America, their team, Wayne Melikar was one of them, and we just started meeting about once a month for an entire year. And we just worked through the whole process, paragraph by paragraph, saying, does this work? Does this not work? You know, and then we'd have, of course, we have food safety experts and say, okay, this is doable. Okay, no, that's not doable. And we just kind of worked through that. So we created a minimum age restriction. We created a way to wash hands that is uh, acceptable when you don't have bathrooms for every single person, when you're doing, you know, 2,000 people. Um, just things like that. So uh, that's how we did it. Met once a week. And then um, at some point in there, we realized that probably the best organization to take this and make it theirs was AFTO. And we had the, the original document was based uh, loosely off the AFTO's model salvage code and their guidance documents. So we took that and that's we created off that. We kind of drafted off that document. And then uh, Mitzi introduced me to Joe Corby. And Joe said, let's do this. And that's the history. How will this impact food charity? And I'll tell you where I think you're going to really see this impact a lot of people. I added up the number of meals that are packaged just by the food packagers who are on our little committee that created the document. And it represents about 45 million meals a year that get packaged by volunteers, paid for by, by volunteers, and distributed to food insecure food and people through food pantries and places like that. So that, that's a lot of meals. Where you're really gonna see this, and it's interesting because we were just discussing the last hurricane that went through Florida and just the devastation, is whenever there's a crisis, the earthquake in Haiti, um, you know, some crisis around the world, there's this huge push of people that wanna do something with their hands to help with the crisis. And so that's where you really see these things flourish, where you'll have hundreds of people show up on a weekend and package thousands of meals to get to the crisis right away. And th that's the place where you'll see food being packaged correctly, safely, in the best way that we can to get to those people in a safe way. How can working together accelerate success? 
Probably the best example is, is this our cell phone. I mean, everybody has them on them all the time. They want to take selfies. You know, they're usually serving with their friends and they want to take a picture, but they don't realize it's one of the most contaminated things that we own is our cell phone. So the simple act of you can't have your cell phone on you is a huge one. Washing your hands. You know, we have everybody wash their hands, but then they sneeze into their hand, you know, and they don't really, you need to rewash your hands. And there's a way to do that. Um, anything that's an allergen, you know, something simple as I'm eating peanut M&Ms and I have them in my pocket and then one drops in, you know, so that you just don't think about that when you're a volunteer. You know, if you're in the manufacturing space, then you're absolutely thinking about that. So sometimes it's just bringing awareness, training, and then it's having somebody there who's a supervisor who's making sure that it's actually done properly. How did you get involved in this project? I have a lot of passion for people donating time to get food to insecure people. And so that's why whether it's in this bulk repacking nonprofit space or resort, you know, salvaging food that comes off the retail shelves, but it's still good food, food that has been recalled because of something minor, what they call a class three uh, recall where maybe the net weight's printed wrong or something has to be changed on the package. I'm a huge proponent of let's get that to people in our country who are food insecure. There's so many people who don't know where their next meal is going to come from and we have the ability to help solve that crisis. We just need people in the right positions to say yes, we'll be a part of that answer. For more information, visit www.afdo.org publications.